Welcome back to School of Calisthenics. We are live, aren't we, Jacko? We're always live. I literally live my life live. It's impressive. We're live on Instagram. We're live on Instagram. We're live on GarageBand. But other, unlike other lives that we've done, we're answering... Um, actual questions from that have been received. Received questions that have got through the algorithm yep. and they're ready to come in. So we're going to be talking about weight loss with calisthenics. Yep. We're going to be talking about uh, progressive overload and how that can be confusing and how to do it. In and calisthenics, that, yes. And then we're going to be talking about fatherhood. And that is a question about fatherhood, not Tim just banging on about fatherhood. Yeah. Let's be talking about Jack for a while, isn't it? <laughs> She's nice. So shall we get into it? Uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to catch up on oh, first? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, little, tri- little, yeah, you said you had, some, got you had something, actually. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one revelation, I've changed my training a little bit recently, and I'm doing a lot of more work and focus on tempo. That's better. And you know, if you're not focused on tempo for a while, yeah. you realise what an underused variable it is in training programme design. So even just going from some maximum strength pull-up work that I'm doing, but extending the, the eccentric phase four or five seconds... And even on handstand push-up. So I can go through and knock out like deep full range handstand push-ups. People saw that actually yeah. on stories and yeah. the highlights right. yesterday. That's a lot of love for that. So slow on the way down, putting a pause at the bottom. I'm going from six to eight comfortable reps through that range to being able to literally do one or two. And but, it can completely change the stimulus. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in a really good way. So we're going to talk a bit about overloading a bit. We're going to, yeah. This is going to kind of feel in quite nicely to the second question I think we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that was just what my learnings and my own training. And sometimes one of the realizations is one, I sometimes don't train hard enough. And I actually need to, and, and by just strictly um, focusing a little bit more on tempo, I think the amount of adaptation I'm going to get. Yeah. It's going to be much bigger, but it's so difficult to do when you're tired and you just kind of, you know, you need to get a workout done, which yeah. is a lot of what my training is like. Yeah. I've been super reflective recently about just life in general, but also, um, yeah, when, life when thinking about, about life in Oh, no. Cool. I watched this thing about the universe last night on YouTube. No. I watched another one the other night. Have you heard about the um, Fenerbahce code or something? Tell me. It's like this number, 1.6 point something or other, and it's seen everywhere from like the distance your mouth is to your nose to like uh, the double helix in your DNA to the number of petals on a... So it's you go one, you take numbers, is it zero plus what, like a sequence, like zero and one makes two, and then two and one makes three, three and two, five, five and three, eight... Eight and five thirty. This sounds like my GCSE maths yeah, but, coursework. But like, so uh, apparently, like a petal, like a uh, the petals on a flower. Yes, yeah, so have to be that. Something. About it's the, insane. Yeah, I've heard some of this stuff before. It's insane. There's a type of broccoli, actually, which sounds stupid, but there's one which is like a prism form. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like the perfect shape. Yeah, there's these things everywhere. Which is not carousel. <laughs> But well, yeah, um, yeah, no, and then when it, so thinking about training and like um, I put something on about uh, yesterday about training fitting into your life, not becoming your life. When we're There's not... so much conflict to that on Instagram, isn't there? Yeah, but there were like I had a period of my life where it was my life, but that's because I was playing professional rugby, and I'm really getting challenged at the moment on my how I try to apply my mentality into training now when the sort of outcome is different it's not like I want to try and be the best I can be 
still like I used to in terms of when I was playing rugby, but the realities of that are different when you're not paid to train, you now actually have to have a job and you've got a life and all these other things. And actually I think that that's what most of the 99% of the people out there aren't professional athletes and having a good relationship, like we talk about a good positive relationship with food, like having a positive relationship with your training, um, which can, for some of us, it can be quite an addictive thing. I think it comes down to priorities, doesn't it? Like a massive priority for for me at the moment is business and family. And training is part of that, but it's not, it can't be because if I focus just on training, then other areas of my life wouldn't be moving forward. So Mm. it is, I think it is totally about finding balance and then finding peace in that. Um, And it's a season and there'll be times when maybe in a few years time when we're not focused as much on what we're, some of the stuff we're having to do at the moment or need to do at the moment and want to do that maybe training picks up a little bit and you get a bit more done, a bit more energy. We'll see. But and I think it's I, good to be reflective. And that. I have written myself a very simple training programme. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. I had my first session today. It? it was very good. It's brilliant. <laughs> I, bet it's, I bet it's still more complicated than what I've done for the last six weeks. Yeah, but I did. Which, it will be by shortly. the way, is eccentric pull-ups. <laughs> so my, my programme is five reps, four sets, and I've periodised it through. So that's week one of yeah. my programme. And then three sec- four, four, five seconds away down, three minutes in between sets. And then anything else is a bonus. Because that takes half an hour. Yeah. Ages. At well, Newsflash, nice. yesterday, did some single arm handstand work against the wall. Mm-hmm. And then not against the wall. And took my and was down on my thumb. Took my thumb away. And I was hovering for... Long enough for a photo? It was... Let's say it was an improvement. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's coming. It is coming. That's it's about late. seven years away. So, questions. Questions, yes. So, we're the gonna, first one. We're going to start with this one on weight loss to start off with. It comes from Richard Grudier. I'm glad you took on that set. French, do we think? I hope so. I tried to straddle that. So, I think that pronunciation was okay. Yeah, and I'm glad you went for it. There's a little from bit From Facebook. Of a, yeah, from Facebook. There's a little bit of a, a longer um, introduction on this one. And he actually makes the point that... Um, well, let's, just, a lot let's of... not. Go, at first, he says your videos have been such an inspiration and help in the algorithm. It helps him get. Helps him get in. Sorry, got in. Um, but, but he says that sometimes we don't have enough specifics, so he's given us a little bit of extra detail. Super. So I'm going to kind of just summarise it. Basically, 47 years old, ex-army or retired army vet, uh, 5'11", 200 pounds, and about 15% body fat. I hope you don't mind me reading those stats out. Um, some stuff around his training has been focused on working on the foundations, building some basic strength, but he's got a goal of being able to do a press to handstand by the end of the year. Can currently do five wall handstand push-ups, but lacks a straight arm strength to get off the ground in the press position. Um, so the question off the back of that is how important is weight to strength ratio? Is he being unrealistic with his goals and should we be prioritizing weight loss to help with his progression and achieving the goal so there's quite a little there's a little bit in there yeah seeing as you're in a reflective mood and then yeah. you've got a reflective answer to a this question answer. well so first of all on. i was gonna say the fact that he's quoted his body weight in pounds might suggest he's american possibly um so 200 pounds is about <laughs> is him. that important well um no because we were wondering whether he was french well we'll say we french um, canadian possibly <laughs> the, the plot thickens <laughs> um it send your guesses in on the answers on the back of my face, guy. Or Richard, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so two hundred pounds is approximately ninety point seven kilograms. Timbo. Good maths. Um, 
which isn't like a that it's probably relatively heavy for calisthenics. I'm about 84, 85, depending on time of year. Yeah, um, coming coming into this season, it's, it's edging <laughs> up a bit. Christmas is a good Christmas is a good, a good time for, for me. Yeah, like to enjoy Christmas. Um, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so he's probably on the heavier side of things, but if he's saying he's sitting at fifty percent body fat, like he's he must be, he's he's in yeah doing well, in, yeah. doing well in good shape. Um, but the question of um, how important is strength to weight ratio? I would say strength to weight ratio is everything. Like it's the entire thing. So if you're heavier then you've got to be stronger. If you're lighter, you can get away with being not as strong. And it's one of the things that I think relatively. is... Relatively. Relatively. I think yeah. it's one of the things that's fantastic about calisthenics. We did a workshop down in London at the weekend. Um, and again, we it tends to happen all the time. We'll get at least one or two couples coming along, so male and female, and they'll each have things that they're better or, mm. or worse at. But generally, it's probably it's probably not a sexist thing to say that nine times out of ten, like the guy is like a stronger guy if someone was thinking about traditional strength and yeah. how much weights they could lift. But it's a different kettle of fish when we come to talk about handstands and you've got It comes to... down to pound to pound, pound for pound strength, yeah. right? If you can manage your own body weight, actually, somebody who will be deemed in normal terms as stronger yeah. may actually find that they're not as effective at calisthenics because pound for pound strength yeah. it becomes more important and then we chuck in on top of that then the the movement requirements that he's going to need for his press to handstand and then the stability requirements of the shoulder on top of that and you can actually then get someone that seems on a traditional strength terms of maximal strength maybe of being uh, weaker mm. but they have better movement capabilities better shoulder stability and control um, and then actually, because you see some crazy people that doing like ridiculous stuff, and they're not massive muscle bound yeah, yeah. guys, but they've obviously they've got the the movement, the stability, and then the strength relative to their weight, um, and then can you know do seemingly impossible things. So um, I think that strength to weight ratio is of utmost importance, and it gives us a reason a reason why we might want to try and be a healthier uh healthier body weight like yeah, what, yeah. so um i don't know where i sit now and like people would like say so look i'll tell you <laughs> people would say like body mass in, body mass index is like a terrible um you know generally yeah, yeah. like they don't, they don't like the thing but if like my wife works in health and we talk if we talk just if we just switch lanes slightly and talk just from a little bit more of a, a health perspective things like bmi things like hip to weight uh, mm. hip to um waist ratio massive markers for like some like cardiovascular yeah, yeah. disease and health things that okay that's nothing to do with you being able to do a handstand but who wants to be able to do a handstand and die of a heart attack at 50 maybe you do so then the answer comes back to it depends but i would suggest us being trying to be healthier and being but someone might someone yeah, might go no, no, yeah. oh, i'd love to flip and do a handstand but if i die at 50 i don't care and you go yeah that's different priorities maybe but um so it, it it sort of depends. So it, it comes back down to it depends. Strength to weight issue is massively important. Um, he's already saying that he's he's doing. Um, he says his diet is healthy. He actually mentions that he does do intermittent fasting, um, and you got to find what works for you. Um, it might be that being less than ninety kilos is his hands is his pressed handstand going to be easier. Yeah, it would be. So, um, so let's fl- let's flip that and and say yes, there is some benefit of being lighter for calisthenics yeah. for your own body mass because strength to weight ratio then starts to become on a more favourable side of the yeah. equation. The other side of this is what could make a press to handstand easier is 
something like mobility. Yeah, it's hit mobility. So I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm going to use as an example, 47 years old, retired army vet, that means you've done some running with weight on your back. You've probably done... <laughs> Spine's probably shot. Possibly. Hips potentially quite tight. Spine yeah. could be in, in, in pretty stiff. So it could be that actually you're strong enough to be able to do it, but you just can't get yourself into the right position to be able to shift the... The, your center of mass over your base of support yeah. in the position that, or in the, in the movement that you need to do to be able to actually yeah. go from that, that press down stand. Um, so it could be, that, and that's where it comes with, like, we always answer, we oftentimes answer questions with it depends. And it's difficult for people because we, sometimes we want to be able to sort of get hard and fast answers. Yeah. But what I would sort of start to look at this with and go, let's take a bit of a holistic view on it. If I try and make some tweaks to what my body comp is, potentially getting sort of looking to optimize that whilst I'm starting to look on potential other stumbling blocks or let's call them weak links or areas that need some other development through the movement pattern that I'm trying to work on trying to just combat both of those at the same time because it you may or may not know which one of those is the stumbling block which is actually stopping you some hip mobility some spinal mobility being able to shift that that hip position so that when you lift your feet off the ground you can hold that strength you can actually get your body over the top yeah. and he says like Richard says you can do five wall handstand push-ups so, so you can strong. probably do you can support your body weight yeah. you actually just can't get that movement so it could be a little bit of shoulder flexion and range strength that might be easier again with some some change in body comp. Yeah. But it could just be the fact that you're just not able to get into a good position to get that transfer weight position. Yeah. I, with him being an army vet, I was wondering is he is he is he trying to do it with his army boots on? Because it might be easier. Yeah, take those off. Take them off. off. Um, and just for a final thing to like wrap on that of like the whole strength to weight ratio. Like you might like being ninety kilos. Yeah. And if that's how, and you feel good like that, then and then that's cool. So then you actually just have to think about what what other bet things you can you improve on, like Tim like yeah. Tim's just mentioned, um, or it might be you know you you want to you want to lose a little bit, and the the goal is the the end point that you've got, like you've set yourself that goal of that press to handstand, which is great, rather than it being I want to lose this amount of weight and I want to look this. Because this I'm way and this body fat and, yeah. and it's all yeah. to do with your aesthetic so it's a positive way to look at it and it might be that um, the strength to weight ratio part of the argument just gives you some encouragement to maybe lose a little bit but you know if you sat with 15% body fat like yeah. do you need to be any lower that's you know it's a healthy range and what I think the real value of this is is, is understanding the process of going well I could lose weight but then if I lose weight and I still can't do it like that's a period of time where you might have yeah. prioritized something which is not taking you closer yeah. to where it goes. So just to encourage you, I guess, to take home Richard is to, to go back, just have a look at the whole the whole landscape um, and think about and, and, and sort of try and get some, some perspective of where it is that you're struggling specifically um, and then focus your training around a number of different of those elements potentially rather than going like, I don't know, you yeah. could mix, you could go hard out after one, but I suspect for you, based on what you've told us, it's probably not just weight loss. Well, as he, he was, one thing he was saying that um, when he's training strength, or as he gets stronger, he's actually getting heavier, so he's putting yeah. muscle mass on. So actually, one thing would be to ask Richard, like, what are you, are you there for, um, like, great adapter for, like, hypertrophy? Yeah, it could be, like, super responsive. Yeah, and are you, but, and then are you actually, and are you training in those hypertrophy, mm. hypertrophy rep, like, set ranges, and would you be better off doing, like, some, some maximal strength stuff at like Tim, what you said about that, um, like straight arm, yeah. like end range, full flex, shoulder flexion. Would he be better off? Not that you necessarily max strength there, but you know what I mean. Like, is he better off working on that hip mobility and that, mm. worrying less about 
putting on size hypertrophy wise. Yeah. And I think that's just some people, some of us just to appreciate the difference between like getting strong, getting stronger. There's lots of different things that help us get stronger, whether yeah, it's muscle yeah. size, whether it's neurally, whether it's actually you're talking about strength endurance and it's, they, all these things are different. Um, and that's something to maybe chuck into the equation for yourself. Cool. <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> that's Clear as mud. Question. That's it's, a good answer. It is, it's it's, it's really difficult to be able to give like really sort of direct things without yeah. it. If you sent us a video, I'd be like straight away, I'd be like, okay, this you is probably, probably see what it is. But yeah, yeah, it's a bit difficult when it's just going to be. But I hope there's some stuff in we'll there. Send a video helps. as well. Yeah. All right, next, next one, Jacko. Let's Question do this two. one about overloads. So this is from Andrew Aoun, Aoun, A-O-U-N. Not exactly sure on the pronunciation, so apologies if I've butchered that. Um, yeah, now he's done he's well from? to get this one, actually, because he just says, hello, guys, just a quick question, if you don't mind. Strictly oh, yeah. speaking. We don't, well, we don't mind. We don't mind. We've made it on. You could have... There's, there's some algorithm opportunities mm. there that you've not maximized, but you've got on. Um, finding it hard to understand how to use progressive overload within calisthenics. Um, so he's, he's, he also mentions that he understands that this is around challenging the muscles. You've got to, you can add reps, sets, intensity, yeah. but it struggles to apply it. So besides weighted calisthenics, um, and he's working out at home, so that can be um, a difficult option. How do you provide? Uh, how do you apply progressive overload within calisthenics? Would adding sets, reps to every workout do the thing? Because you know, obviously, at some point, he says you're going to reach a point where you can do ten sets of every exercise, and it's going to take you forever. Yeah. So overload, Jacko. Yeah. So um, first thing that jumped out to me was um, that the chain. Uh, he said. Um, Increasing the reps and sets of every uh, every every workout going forward forever and uh, ever, amen, isn't necessarily a periodized approach to it. So more is more, right? More more is more always, and more <laughs> more is always more. It's true, and less is less. But um, so that increasing the total number of reps you can do of something is one way to increase the like the you're increasing the total volume of thing that you can yeah. do so that's um, going to lead you more towards an endurance type adaptation yeah. you're and it's better at doing more and it depends where you're starting because when you're starting you can only do one pull-up you going from one to five is a massive increase yeah. and it's only four reps and it's a massive increase it's a massive increase of um more maximal strength gains or improvements and whereas when you can do 20 push-ups going to 24 Still four reps increase, yeah, but it's yeah. more of a uh, strength endurance adaptation. Um, so you're going to, if you're going to, this is where it, it ties in nicely to that, that last question about strength and the, the, what we said at the end, that there's different, there's different variations of strength and how the body adapts to the demand you place on it. And therefore, just to, an overriding thing that's before we get into like the nitty gritty of things you can do, try to get an understanding of where you're at on that strength continuum and what are you actually trying to to do are you trying to get bigger and and, and build muscle yeah. size hypertrophy well then you need to stick in those sort of six to 12 rep parameters with short rest periods and high volume um not just doing 100 push-ups and then i'm going to do another 100 and then i'm going to do it and just yeah, keep yeah. going keep going keep going um so that's the sort of overviewy type stuff or just something that jumped out initially oh yeah, no, yeah so i was saying that doing like Every work, at some point, we're going to have to have some level of deload and some level of chance yeah. to uh, let the body recover. Like we would often, when we're periodizing with athletes, do a four-week 
um, progressive load. So we go week one, two, three, it goes up, up, up. And then week four, we come down a little bit to allow some adaptation to take place. We have a lower intensity. Yeah, it's a recovery week. It's a recovery week, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, the, to summarise that, it's understand what strength is to you. Yeah. So you've got to, there's, there's many different forms of being strong. So if you if you have established what your goal is and you understand what strong looks like in terms of is that because you want to do a muscle up or is it because you want to be able to do 20 muscle ups, you're going to approach training slightly differently. Mm. The overload in those is going to be different. So you can overload. We, we, we have a locker. Our school locker has got our different tools in it, which we use for... I um, love the locker. Yeah. <laughs> I was using it earlier today in my training session. So it, we, we've got some information um, in the e-books about it. But basically what the locker does is a number of different options that we have to make exercises easier or more difficult. So we can have um, assistance, which we might use in the form of a band. So if we're doing a muscle-up or pull-ups or anything which we need a little bit more support which is the same as taking weight off a bar if you were lifting a barbell is basically taking a little bit of weight off your body by providing some assistance through the through a big rubber band that's going to mean that you can start to potentially get a bit more volume in or if you're in a maximum strength range like jacko was saying you're sort of looking at one to five reps because you're first learning your first pull-up that might make it easier for you to just be able to get those first reps done we'd also have something we call we use a lot um called levers and angles so if you change the, the angle at which you're performing a movement at you can change the intensity or the or the amount of um the demand on on the body so take a back lever for example if we stay nice and high the angle of that movement is more is closer to vertical as opposed to on the horizontal so therefore it's easier at the top and the closer we get down to more sort of completely horizontal or parallel to the floor that's where the, the most difficult portion of the movement is going to be the lever length as well we can we can change a longer lever Again, take the back lever example, we've got both legs out versus having both legs tucked up into a ball. The lever length is shorter, so therefore the load on the joint and the amount of force you have to produce yeah. is going weight, to be less. Yeah, the weight, the weight distribution. It's yeah. all about. So there's lots of different tools that you can use, and it's just being a bit creative with calisthenics about how you're going to start to combine those things together um, to be able to actually create the stimulus that you want. And, and that has to be paired with what are you trying to do? So your end yeah. goal needs to be clearly defined in terms of if you want to be able to do, let's say, let's I want to do five pull-ups, you've got to then start to use those different tools in a way which means that you can train with the right variables to get that adaptation. And, and that's going back to, you can find those as any, if you just Google sort of um, strength training variables, you'll find that you get these rep ranges, advised rep ranges, advised sets, advised um, rest periods and intensities, which are going to give you a specific adaptation as close to be sure as we can. So that's just something that I would bear in mind. I'd, I'd have a quick look at what is a goal, what what therefore, what should, which rep ranges do I therefore need to be training in? And then you start to look at how you can use those different tools. And, and again, there's a few others that we've not had time to mention yeah. that are going to help you to manipulate your training session, which means that basically every rep that you, or every set that you do, that last rep, you pretty much want to be at failure. Now we could get into some science around yeah. that, but we're going to avoid it. Let's yeah. stick on that for most people. A nice, a nice one for someone that doesn't want to use, hasn't got like weights to add on as, as part of the overload is um or two things you've already you've already mentioned with your your handstand push-up you were talking about right at the beginning yeah changing the tempo slowing down even having pauses in there so some isometrics at different points makes it way harder and then also going through deeper ranges so his push-up for example like 
put your hands on something in your push-up, mm. have your feet on something so that you're now going deeper. I guarantee you whether you could do 20 before you start jacking those hands and those feet up and start going yeah. much, much, much deeper, you will get you get to a point where you can start working in that max strength range of like yeah, five yeah. reps. Um, or shift the body weight. If you can do push-ups, just move forward so you're now doing planche variations yeah. and put a pause at the bottom. It changes stuff instantly. And that's one of the real... If you can get your head around some of these variables, it's a really great thing about calisthenics because it means you can make a workout difficult without really needing yeah. any more equipment. So whether you're at home, at the gym, or on holiday, understanding some of this stuff just means you can always create something which is which is going yeah. to challenge you. And nicely, then you can also scale it back when you've made it yeah. too difficult. Drop so, sets and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I'd, I'd probably go and have a look. I'm not sure if we've got a lot of information about the locker on the website. So I also think we need to add on, but the yeah. framework is on there. I would say one of the best guides for things like that and understanding programming would be the muscle up guide there's a whole section about like the science of training in strength there. and play as well yeah because we've got in the strength and play guide we put in um for each each exercise there's also a suggestion from the locker yeah so if it's say for example an archer push-up there'll be some suggestions in there about how you can make it yes. more difficult so have a yeah. look at those because it if might you, help you just and then yeah and if you want a bit more like the science the sciencey bits yeah. around the progressive overload and how to that side yes, of it the muscle, muscle up one yeah. Go but we have that. got something very exciting coming which we're uh, not going to reveal just yet I can't wait for that Tim much of the content that we talk about is going to be addressed in a format which is we hope is going to be super Make the valuable learning for you guys and the following of it fantastic right Jack and now you've got Around a challenge Christmas. now because you've got Instagram oh. live on there but yeah. I know the question that you want to ask me is on your phone Compute. no ah, no Tim well. do not look and I've done already well. opened up here he is Right, last one. Yeah. Father Ryan, PH91. Hey, Tim Jacko, I've got a question about fitness and fatherhood. My wife is about to have, and he hasn't started the algorithm with. Sorry, right, you've talked about fatherhood. <laughs> I, I need to add that into the. That's it. And That's, I need to add that into the algorithm. algorithm. Well, when I saw this, I thought Tim's going to like this. Talk my language. Um, my wife is about to have our first baby any day now, so he can't, he can't change that. Um, and. Amongst all things, I'm thinking about one of them is wondering how it will affect my training. I regularly train for about 30, uh, sorry, 40 minutes, three times a week, but I'm expecting routine to be completely thrown out of the window for a period when I have the little one arrives, exclamation mark. Have you any tips, wisdom, expectations, settings um, you could give? Thanks for all you do and the little press. And I'll just kick this off with saying, I can answer this one very quick. Ryan, you'll be fine. Nothing will change whatsoever. <laughs> You're just going to have a lovely time with the baby and you'll be, yeah, for me, a few days paternity leave and then crack back into it. I think so. Um, when did you send the 26th of October? Um, so, yeah, congratulations. Baby might have arrived. How yeah, far yeah. away is it? Not a few days ago. Any day now. If it has arrived, congratulations. congratulations from everyone at the School of Cast. It's an amazing. Have you, what have you called him? Tim or Jacko? Which one? <laughs> Let us know, Ryan. Um, I'm not sure that I got this perfectly right because I've seen some people that have got babies who have like literally not changed a thing in their training apart from they got a bit tired but they were still hitting sort of five, six, really? seven sessions a week. Yeah. Um, Ollie Marchin for one. Yeah, but, a, a bit, yeah, but have you asked him whether it's... Has it actually had a detailed discussion? Yeah, but I was wondering, but like his physique yeah. might—he might still look shredders, but <laughs> yeah. like he might—it it might be a bit different. I'm sure something's changed. Yeah. So basically, what I found was it upset everything, disrupted. <laughs> it disrupted upset everything. Upset is a strong word. You just, I think, yeah, it was. Rephrase it. It's really difficult. Like no one tells you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for it. Go go for for it. it. No yeah, one it. tells you before you have a baby how, how hard it actually is, and no one actually tells you how to train. So I might write a book on it at some point. No one tells you what to do with them afterwards. No. no one really tells you how to make them. That's the best bit. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, but what I found was some 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 quick tips. I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. Is what was the book you had? There was a, I thought it had a good title. What was the uh, was Commando? Like of, Commando of Dad. I think it was all right. Oh, I didn't okay. read the whole thing. From a training perspective, in those early days, whenever you've got the opportunity, hit a session. So if you're you're going to feel fifty fifty about can I actually be bothered to train? I'm tired. I could just have a bit of a sleep. If you're fifty fifty, do it. Because you don't know, you, you might go, oh, I'm going to train tomorrow. You don't know you're going to get to train tomorrow. Yeah, you might be covered in poo. Yeah. So take the opportunity to train every every um, every chance that you can. I would try and hit, when you are going to train, try and hit as much total body stuff as you can. And that's not a bad kind of strategy moving forward for most people anyway. Um, and then the third thing, don't beat yourself up about it. It's a period of time. You are going to come through it. Like I found the first six to nine months really difficult. Um, not just from a training perspective, but from a business perspective, general lifestyle. I found it really difficult. Um, the first few months particularly, I lost my head a few times. Um, and training all of a sudden, I wanted to be around to support Cara and my wife. I wanted to be there to, to spend time with Jack. Um, and my priorities shifted. But I had this underlying thing that I felt terrible because I wasn't training. Mm. Someone who trains regularly will know that. If you're not working out, you just don't feel good. Yeah. I'm fortunate that I've got some kit at home, so I think that was always That's a benefit. That's saving for me. grace, isn't yeah, it? For it you, is. like some, you can train at home. And it's changed my training completely. I actually don't train in the gym much at all now. Yeah. Like, Jacko was trained today. And I was like, oh, I'll do something at home later, and I would have found that quite hard. But I'm in the routine yeah. of it now. Yeah. So I think if you if you haven't got, got any find, kit at home, he's got to find something that fits, hasn't it? Hundred percent. And it comes back to something I'd said at the beginning, and it just keeps cropping up. So it's like constantly on my sort of heart and mind that. This idea that, and it might not be for everyone. Some other people would say, Jackie, you're talking rubbish. Training is my life, and I'm like flipping better than you because of that. And I'll say, great, that's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what's more important for young Ryan here that he be the best dad he can be rather than his training? So if training goes yeah. out the window for a bit and he becomes, he's, he's yeah. you know. And what I would say is, like, one thing people do say to you is they grow up quick, but you don't actually realise how fast Jack will be two in February. Um, two? Yeah, and I can't believe how quickly it's gone. It? But he'll, yeah. you'll never get those days back. <laughs> so I'm yeah. glad that I was here and not worrying about my muscle up. Yeah. Um, even though it's tough. But yeah, stick in there. Like, and when it, when it gets bleak, like it gets amazing. Like just a bit after. <laughs> after the bit. bleakness. Yeah, no, but it is amazing. Um, and just enjoy it. Here, just in... in, in uh, yeah, I think that's probably you can only, the best you can, you wisdom can only, I've gotten out of this stage. You can only, like, we only know good because we know there's bad and we can only, we only know something that's amazing because we have times when things aren't amazing. Yeah. Like, if you don't have the other side, yeah, yeah. you don't yeah, it's a actually chapter. understand where it is. And it'll, yeah. um, it'll pass and you'll get back to your normal training regime because you'll kind of weave it into your life and whatever that looks like. But, um, yeah, I think that's probably... Uh, and tr- Yeah, the last one, just give it... When you are going to train, just give it, give it the beans because you might as well... And, or, and then... I'm going now. Streamline your work, your workouts. If I was going to do one thing that was just going to keep things ticking over, pull-ups, dips, and if you can, muscle up. And if I did nothing else, I'm pretty much keeping the majority of stuff to keep, keep ticking over. And you can stick those into a workout where you can get a bit of a, um, a metabolic blast as well because your diet may go out of the window at a touch. So like Sergey from Meerkats would say, symbols. Like keep it, keep it simple, as in like yeah. literally, like if you can't do anything, make sure you smash some pull-ups and some dips and that's at least going to keep you ticking over. Yeah. Nice. Done. We said 30 minutes for this one. 31.3. We're pretty, I um, enjoyed that. Yeah. It's good. Thanks for following along, those that did on the live. Um, that is 
another playground session, a Q&A yeah. with Jacko and I. If you have any questions, you fancy getting yourself into the algorithm, if you haven't figured that out yet, then you haven't been listening for long enough. <laughs> yeah, go back <laughs> and listen um, to some others. Yeah, so keep sending your questions in. We look forward to answering them. Keep us updated with all your progress. Ask anything you need. On If you want little quick short things, find us on Facebook, Instagram. If you want us to answer a big question, get it to us for the podcast and we look forward to answering them. Until next time, class dismissed. We hope you've enjoyed this week's uh, School of Car Science podcast playgrounds session. If you have enjoyed it, and we would really appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes or whatever platform you're enjoying this on and give us a five-star review. We realise there is one to four, but really it's only about the five stars. Mm-hmm. And that helps people to find us and we get to share this information with others. We hopefully can help them to redefine their impossible. Yeah, it's totally not about just trying to help our build us some confidence. No, <laughs> we're not at all insecure. So until next week, class dismissed.